Good morning. My name is Andrew Smiley, if you don't know me, and it is great to be here with my church family today here in Noblesville. As much as I feel like I belong here, uh, there are just some places I don't belong. And maybe you're with me on some of these. I don't belong in the pilot seat of an airplane. You don't want me there. I don't want me there. That's not a good place. I don't belong in an operating room in any way, shape, or form. You don't want me there. I don't belong there. I don't belong in a classroom teaching art or design. You don't want me there. That's not my forte. I don't belong there. I don't belong generally because of my size in the back seat of vehicles. And you guys are all so generous people in my life. I, I always get shotgun or I get to drive. It's a wonderful perk of being tall. But I don't belong in the back seat. I just don't. Um, well, it is easy for us to spot and to feel when we don't belong, isn't it? We just kind of know when we don't belong. I remember when I was in elementary school, I was probably in third grade, we would play soccer almost every day at recess outside at Hinkle Creek Elementary School. Are there any cougars out there today? There's a couple cougars out there. Um, and I don't think the Noblesville Soccer Club still calls the travel team this. I could be wrong, but they used to call the travel team the Rowdies. Do they still call it the Rowdies? No, they don't. Well, they used to be called the Rowdies, and the Rowdies were really cool because the Rowdies had jackets. And on those jackets, they had your last name, like embroidered on the jacket. This was, you know, ages ago. So this was like so cool for elementary school students. And I remember we'd play soccer every day out at recess, and there were certain students that had the jacket. You know, and I remember thinking to myself, I'm going to try out for the Rowdies because I want, I want the jacket. And um, that spring, I, I didn't get the jacket. <laughs> Everyone else who was on the team, they have those jackets. And um, I knew they belonged. And that was when I felt it. You know, I, I don't belong. That's not for me. I'm not in. And I know that's an old story from when I was little, but haven't you, we all had those moments? It could be any number of things where you have that feeling, you have that moment where you know this isn't for you or you don't fit in and you don't belong there. Well, we hope that you were encouraged last week as we had just an amazing celebration of 50 years of White River Christian Church. Uh, we shared all kinds of stories of the way that God has used you to connect every life to Jesus here through White River. And whether you've been here for two weeks or 50 years, we really hope that you felt a part of what God is doing here last week and moving forward. That is our hope, and especially as we celebrated our golden birthday, we wanted you to feel a part of it. Well, today and for the next few weeks, we hope to build on that. As we looked backwards and saw some of the ways that God has worked, we are looking forward to the way that God is calling us 
to continue connecting every life to Jesus. This is a really important series for us in the life of our church because we feel like we are led in a specific way, that we're gonna do ministry in a specific manner. And as we've revisited how, God, do you want us to do this here? There is a specific how. We have to have a strategy. There is a way that God is calling White River to connect lives to Jesus. And as we've been trying to pray and discern what that looks like, we haven't really been interested in being groundbreaking. We're not really interested in being completely original. Those things may be fun, but that's not the most important factor for us. What we have sought to do is to be faithful, to be effective, that that is our guiding principle. We want to be faithful to what God wants us to do. And so as we move forward, the way that we're going to connect lives to Jesus is actually pretty simple. And it starts in a very natural place. We have to be connected to Jesus first. We do. That is where we start, that we have to be connected to him. And so to do this well, we have crafted three questions, very Jesus-like. He asked questions, and so we're going to ask questions. These are going to be guiding questions for us. This is how we want to move forward. We want to have these questions on the front of our mind. They're going to shape the ministry decisions that we make, the things that we do, and how we do them. And we believe they're questions that we can all answer. Whether you are a non-believer, you can answer these questions. Whether you are a new believer or you are a mature believer who have studied scripture widely and, and have been a Christian for many years, these questions apply to you. They don't expire. And we believe if we keep asking them, they're going to help us accomplish the mission that God has given us. And so today we're asking the first one, where do you belong? Where do you belong? This is a question we want you to continue to ask. Where do you belong? Where do you find that sense of belonging in an active way? Where do you belong? And I want to get straight to the biblical answer, and it's found in Romans chapter 8, verse 1. We see where we should belong, and it is this. The Apostle Paul writes, So now there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. And because you belong to him, the power of the life-giving spirit has freed you from the power of sin that leads to death. You, me, all of us in Jesus, that is where we belong. That is what God designed us to do is to be in relationship, to belong to Christ. And when we read passages like Romans 8, we see all kinds of promises that are important. You know, this, this freedom from sin, this freedom from condemnation, this separation from the past that we all have and the sins that we've, we've done, we want to distance ourselves from those things. But how do we accomplish that? Paul says you have to belong to Jesus. What does he mean by that? What does it mean to belong biblically? Well, 
in English, the word belong really has a couple different nuances. When you think about it or you hear it or you use it, you may use it in one of these three ways. You might say that something is my belonging. It's the property of me. Like I have a baseball mitt. I wrote my name in that baseball mitt as a kid. It says smiley and it is my belonging, right? We have belongings, something that is your property. You might have um, a place for a belonging. It belongs somewhere. So that same baseball mitt belongs in a certain bin with all the sports equipment in my garage. It belongs there. That's where it belongs. That's where it goes. And finally, the the third sense is uh, to be a part of something, to be a member of something, to belong with that because I have that baseball mitt and I was so skilled with that baseball mitt, I belong actually in Arizona with the Chicago Cubs warming up for the season. Why are you laughing? Is that some other place that I don't belong today that I'm not aware of? Apparently, despite my childhood dreams, I'm not a soccer player or a baseball player anymore, apparently. But what does Paul mean when he says belong? I think he really means all of those things because all of those things are true when we ask ourselves this question. We belong to Jesus. In the, the baseball mitt belongs to me kind of belonging. In 1 Corinthians chapter six, and we don't think this way too often, but this is how scripture speaks of us. 1 Corinthians 6, 19 says, you do not belong to yourself. For God bought you with a high price. That's an important concept for us to understand. It may even make us a little uncomfortable. But God created us. And on top of that, as 1 Corinthians says, and we learn when we read the New Testament, Jesus purchased us. He, he actually bought us with a high price, his life. He paid for us. And that is an exchange that, that we should talk about more, that we actually give our life to Jesus. That's what it means to be a Christian is you you give your life to Jesus. You, you surrender it. You, you say, all this stuff, it's actually not mine. It's, it's yours, God. All of me is yours. You, you purchased me. You, you bought me. But what's so beautiful about this picture is that God doesn't force that kind of transaction, even though he has paid for every single person in this world. That just because we are God's property, he doesn't treat us that way. He, he just knows and we are his. We get to be his in the greatest hands that you could ever be. He's going to take care of us and we get to be his. Now, what's even crazier than that is whether or not we acknowledge it or not. It doesn't earn us more love from the father. Just because we, we acknowledge that, we give our life over to him in John 3, 16, he, God loves the world. 
He doesn't love those of us that are here that, that love Jesus any more than the person who says, I don't like this language. This bothers me. That's why I don't want to become a Christian, because I want to be in charge of my own life. You see, that doesn't make God love us or that person more or less than anyone else. God loves all of us, but yet he has purchased us and we belong to him. That matters as we think about where we're going and what we need to do. We belong to him in that ownership sense, but we also belong with Jesus in the location sense. Like, the, where does my baseball mitt belong when I'm finished playing with it? Where do we belong? We belong with, in location, proximity, with Jesus. Ephesians chapter 2, you can, you can turn there. We're going to be there for a few minutes. Ephesians 2 ex- explains this and highlights this truth. Ephesians 2.13 says, Now you have been united with Jesus. Once you were far away from God, but now you have been brought near to him through the blood of Christ. In verse 17, you can jump ahead. It says, he brought this good news of peace to you Gentiles. That's probably all of us who were far away from him and peace to the Jews who were near. And now all of us can come to the Father through the same Holy Spirit because of what Christ has done for us. That there is nothing in anyone's past that prevents us from being with Jesus. Doesn't matter how far away you were, how pagan you were, how much of a Gentile you have been in your life, or, or if you were raised in the right Family, like the Jews who were closest to God, to his promises, it didn't matter how close in proximity you are, Christ is saying you all belong with him. We belong literally united to him, as Ephesians 2.13 explained. We're united with Christ when we trust in him. We belong with him. Now, many of you may be familiar with uh, what God is doing in our culture, it seems like in this very moment, there is like this spirit of revival, and it kind of started a few weeks ago at Asbury down in Kentucky. It's a, it's a university, it's a college, not too far from here, and there was this revival, this spontaneous worship, prayer, confession that was started by the students at this university, and it kind of ballooned into this thing that lasted 24 hours of this, never stopped for 16 days straight. I don't know if you heard of that, but it, it just recently stopped because the, the people in the university are like, we, we have to be a university, okay? We, we, we love what's going on here, but we, we do have to go to class eventually, and, uh, but they want that spirit to continue. But, but it was fascinating. Thousands and thousands of people were, were going and descending on this place. But what was fascinating to me is not that, it, that it's happening. That's wonderful. I love that. But what's fascinating is how it started, that there was this normal chapel service. There was a speaker who was on staff at Asbury. You can actually go and watch the message that started all of this. And uh, there wasn't really much special to it at all. Um, in fact, I, 
heard a report that said the speaker who sat down after he was done uh, preaching to the students that morning, and they were kind of wrapping up the service, kind of like we do at the end. There's, there's a few things that are said and announcements or whatever. And um, apparently, he sent a text to his wife saying, latest stinker, I'll be home soon. Isn't that wild? I know he got on news outlets and was saying that he totally whiffed it. At least that's how he felt. And as a person who has spoken to groups of people, I have felt that at times. Like, man, I totally whiffed that. And that's what he felt. I would say that's probably in how he said it. He probably wasn't satisfied with how he delivered his message. Maybe not so much what he said, but what he said was really fascinating to me. He said something more along the lines of this. He said, if you don't feel like, and he's talking to college students, if you don't feel like you have ever been loved, please come forward. That was the message. Like if, if you've never felt love, belonging in Jesus, we invite you to come forward. And I guess 18 students came forward that day after the service and they were praying accepting Jesus, confessing their sins, and they, they just stayed. And that was how it started, with this kind of thinking that these students needed a place to belong, to feel and experience the love of Jesus. See, that's true for us, too. Christ is where we belong. We belong with him, not to be separated from him. We thrive when we experience that unconditional love that only Jesus offers. That is where we find it. Where do you belong? There's a third aspect to belonging that we see reflected in the New Testament, that uh, we belong as a part of Jesus' body. We aren't intended to go through this life alone, but we belong as a part of a community. We belong as a part of the body. This is the, because I have a baseball mitt, I'm a member of a team kind of belonging. We belong there. So if you're in Ephesians 2, keep reading uh, verse 19 of chapter 2. It says, so now you Gentiles are no longer strangers and foreigners. You are citizens along with all of God's holy people. You are members of God's family. Together we are his house, built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets. And the cornerstone is Jesus Christ himself. We are carefully joined together in him, becoming a holy temple for the Lord. Do we belong in Christ? In the sense that we belong with each other, our brothers and sisters in Jesus. We are members of the same body, the body of Christ. And it's a profound blessing. It's a profound privilege to be a part of the church, that this is God's design, that we are supposed to be in community with one another, a community of believers. And I want to share a story with you all today. And I have a video testimony I want to share from you, uh, one of our own. Uh, his name's Brett Graffis. He'll introduce himself and share his powerful testimony of God working in his life and changing him and encouraging him through 
belonging in a church for his whole life. So I want you to pay attention to how belonging played a part in his story. Check this out. Hi, my name is Brett, and Jesus changed my life. I grew up um, in Fort Wayne, Indiana, so not far from here. I'd say I had a pretty normal childhood for someone growing up in the 80s. We went to church every Sunday. It was a very small church, like 100 people on Christmas, small, plenty of um, weeks at VBS and Father Abraham and church camp during the summers. And about my junior year of high school, my relationship with food, um, exercise, me changed a little bit. I don't really know what what caused it, but I ended up developing an eating disorder. Only two or three months into my freshman year of college, I ended up going into a hospital. I was in a hospital for probably four weeks, three weeks. And the hospital itself was a lot of therapy every day, um, a lot of monitoring intake, learning about healthy decisions. Um, but as far as like, I feel like that was a, a turning point for me as far as moving from knowing about God to knowing God and knowing the heart of God. I knew that tiny church back in Fort Wayne with its 100 people on Christmas were, were praying for me. I could really feel um, like God's hand on me knowing that they were praying for me. So that really, I feel like that got me through a lot. By my sophomore year, I was, I'd probably put back on another 30 pounds. And then by the time I graduated, like I was back up to like 185 pounds. My sophomore year, I met my wife. We got married after college, soon after college, moved down here to the Hamilton County area. We are happy with where we are um, in our community, where we are in our church. We love White River. Um, I can really feel like there's been several other instances where I felt like friends praying for us over situations and really feeling that same love I felt while I was in the hospital. My relationship with Jesus is much different than it was then, much more deliberate and ingrained in my life. If you are someone going through an eating disorder uh, or if you know somebody who is, um, don't be afraid to get help. Uh, for me, even though I was super confident um, and I hate asking for help, it was the help that, that got me through it. It was my friends, it was people who loved me, it was Jesus. Um, all those things combined helped me get through that. Know that you are not alone. Um, it is a very lonely place and it does not need to be, and it should not be. People love you, and it, and it does get better. It can get better. Thank you for sharing, Brett. We uh, appreciate that testimony. It's powerful. Belonging in Jesus, belonging with Jesus, belonging with him, with others is not optional. It's something that he desires for us. No matter how dysfunctional our church may be, we are not perfect, but belonging is part of it. That is who we are. But there are so many people that we lock eyes with every single day, every single week that are searching for their people, aren't they? They're looking for that. 
they feel like they don't have the jacket, and they want that. And we believe beyond a shadow of a doubt that that belonging can be found in the local church. Hopefully here, and, but maybe this isn't for every single person, but everyone can find belonging in Jesus. But being a part of the church is part of the thing. That's how we experience the love of Jesus tangibly. We are his hands and his feet, and we show that to each other and to the community. And we don't agree on everything all the time. We don't always even like each other all the time, sometimes. But we belong together. We belong here. So I want to know, where do you belong? That's not a question that you can stop asking. Where do I belong? And if you ask that question... I want you to think, how do I answer that question? Do you, do you belong in your family? Do you belong when you are working? Do you have a community, maybe at a local gym? Do you belong with a group of alumni from your school? Do you belong at a, at a country club, perhaps? Do you belong when you put on your favorite sports team logo and you are rooting in a stadium with 60,000 people? Do you feel like you belong? Do you belong when you flash that, that Costco member card and you saunter in there and you're like, I got my hot dog for a dollar. How about you? Do you belong? I do belong there. It's not wrong to find belonging in those places. Those are gifts. We love relationships. God wired us that way. But where do you ultimately find belonging? What really defines where you're at home? Because when we read this book, it's in our relationship with Jesus. It's in our relationship with with our brothers and sisters together that has to define us even more than our families of origin. And that's hard to think about and it's complicated to work through, but that is what the scriptures teach. And we never outgrow this need to belong. Because when we don't feel like we belong, we feel small, we feel insignificant, we feel on the outside. But when we feel like we do belong, we don't have to prove things to other people. We have confidence. I belong. I don't have to prove anything to anybody. I already have this sense of security. I don't have to be jealous of other people that are succeeding. I can, I can root for other people because I am safe in my belonging in Jesus and in his body. It's, it's something that we can then serve out of this place of security. I can let go of the defenses that I put up in my heart and, and I can now be vulnerable and maybe God can do something and begin to change me because I belong. And it's one thing to have a story from childhood where you feel like you got left out or you feel like you didn't belong. And it's another thing to continually feel that even 
today. Jesus is offering that to you right now. A place to belong with him and his body. You can belong. And although I've, I've got my White River swag today, <laughs> you don't have to wear it to belong here. You don't. You don't have to have that green jacket to show how good you are at golf. You don't have to have that card. That is not what defines us. And it's fascinating to me because Jesus started his discipleship journey with other people. He, he invited 12 guys and others, but 12 guys. He said, would you come and follow me and I will make you fishers of men? He said that in Matthew chapter four. And when you think about how this whole thing got started, it was really an invitation to belong, wasn't it? Come follow me. That's belonging first before he's going to make them become something or help them accomplish something, a task. It was belonging first. And so Jesus asked other people, and this is a question we can and should ask others, but I'm asking you, where do you belong that is the way we're moving forward right here at White River. We're going to be asking that question. And to be completely candid, this is a question of the three questions we're going to be introducing to you that I have wrestled with more than the other ones. And that may sound kind of strange. You're like, well, don't you help lead White River Christian Church? Yes. But I have to tell you, you know, my wife and I, we, we put five years of blood, sweat, and tears into launching and leading our Hamilton North Campus. We moved to Cicero to be a part of the community in northern Hamilton County. And as things have changed here at White River, and my role has changed, and I get the privilege to help lead White River together with so many others, it is, it is fantastic. It is wonderful. I get a chance to preach it at all of our campuses. But this is a question that I have been wrestling with. And I feel like from time to time, I'm like, I don't think I'm doing this right because I don't know where I fit. This is new to me. This is different. And I put all these, these things on my mind, like maybe I'm not doing it right. I'm not executing this well. And then I'm reminded, Romans 8, there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ. That is not about whether I'm doing it perfectly. I belong to Jesus. He purchased me. I belong with him. As I spend time with him, my heart is calmed down and I'm reminded that I also have these brothers and sisters who love me and we get to do this thing together. And it's fantastic. Thank you. Let's keep going. Let me pray for you. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your son, Jesus. We thank you for the questions that you ask us that are raised in scripture. As we move forward at White River, we want to be a place where people find belonging, all different kinds of people, because you love them and we do too. Thank you, Jesus. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Would you stand up with us? We're going to sing a song declaring about that belonging.
about our brothers, our sisters, that we are all sons and daughters together. 